You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740 Okay, Al, go ahead and get it! Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage coming to you from all over Ontario today. So, um, due to the magic of Skype, and the South Head Telephone, we can put a show together, either, even though none of us see each other. I haven't seen Alan in six months. <laughs> what do you look like, Al? Have you changed? Uh, no, I, my hairline is, well, it can't recede any further. So uh, I do have this big part in the middle, eh? And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and the wife has got me on a healthier way of eating because apparently if you say diet, that's not the right thing. So it's a lifestyle change. How about you? Uh, lost a lot of weight, um, and uh, other than that, everything's fine. Yeah, it's good. Excellent, excellent. Did you buy any new cars recently? No, um, I, got, I got a fantastic offer on my Toyota, but my son says don't sell it. You only buy something like that once. So, uh, nope, we're keeping it. So that's all. It was new. All right. So, so what's the, who's coming show? on today? Dan McTeague. You know, gas prices are going to go through the roof. And uh, Dan is going to talk about it. He's the head of Canadians for Affordable Energy, and he's going to talk about why the gas prices are spiking. Uh, talking to Steve this morning, he was saying that they actually came down last night, and that, that's true. In Sutton, they were 134 and I think they were cheaper in the city. Uh, so maybe that's um, maybe it's just a teapot. Uh, whatever now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Wilson is going to join us and Alex Alfred, and they're from Haggerty Insurance. Uh, Haggerty, you know, are the ones that do the classic cars, and we're going to talk about changes in their policies, and we're going to talk about some coming events that I think all of us should go, uh, which is like Cars and Coffee. They're having that in October, so we'll chat about that. And uh, then Norris McDonald is going to join us. And he's going to talk about good drives to take in the fall because he's on the road all the time. So uh, I guess he's in the know. It's interesting. You'll have to listen because, you know, you said your wife's always telling you where to go, eh? Yes. <laughs> and you could say, well, according She's... to Norris, that wasn't the right place, you know? I laughed. She said, you're so stupid. And I go, yeah, look who you married. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and I want you to join and enter. Uh, the Triangle Tire Contest. Uh, tires for life? Nope. This time, tires for free. So if you've got a car or a light truck, you can enter the contest and win a set of, tri- of Triangle Tires, plus uh, installation from Glen Allen Motors. You've heard of those guys? 
It's important, you know. If the top, if your tires are looking like the top of my head, it's time to retire. And yes. uh, and people can get either their all seasons, or if they want, they can get winter tires. So there's no restrictions that way. Just a yep. car or light truck, Dave. Exactly, and we're going to give you a SO card for a hundred dollars worth of fuel, and that's going to help you out on your first trip. It'll be on us, right? Well, Which I like. Yeah, but down the road, that's only going to be half a tank of gas, you know. Well, <laughs> is that all it is? <laughs> well, it's what, what, well, you said the gas prices could double, which which is a scary yeah, thought, sure? really. You're saying it could go up to a dollar fifty a liter. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so, not far know, from that now. <laughs> I know that, but most of it's taxes. You know, when we talk to uh, Dan, we're going to talk about the taxes. I mean, there's tons of taxes involved there. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens. Anyways, when we come back, I've got an interesting story to tell you about one of the world's best racing drivers who never won a world championship. Get out of here. Right? After well, all that never, talk, he's never won a championship. I find that hard to believe. Well, but he's won hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of races. <laughs> all right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and of course, uh, we've got Dave Redinger on the other line. You know, traditionally, if you get stopped by the police, they say, are you going to a fire, or they think, or they may also yeah. say, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? But uh, coming from England, uh, there was somebody that was way more famous. Dave, let's talk yes. about Sterling. Sterling Moss was the greatest driver ever who never won a world championship. He came within one point, and he could have actually won the championship if he turned against his friend who did a, uh, a grievous error on the racetrack, but he didn't. He actually defended him. He was an actual great sportsman. So what had happened was, in England, every year they celebrate uh, the 40s and the, and the time of the war at Goodwood. Goodwood is in the southern part of England, and what they do is they will have a Goodwood revival where they bring out all these old race cars and they actually race them. And they had a birthday party for Sterling Moss. Had he survived, he, was, he died when he was 90 in the year 2020. So he, they had a 31, sorry, a 91 birthday party for him at Goodwood. So I wanted to tell you a little story about Sterling Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1962, he was racing in a Formula One race and had a serious, serious accident, broke his back, and it actually took him out of the car for the rest of his career. He did races for historic races and one-offs, but he never really ran a Formula One series event anymore. So he's looking to make money, and he became the first racing car driver to actually brand his name. And he would go out and talk at garages, and he'd talk at events, and it became the 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 the, the go-to guy when you were talking about cars and you needed a speaker. Sterling Moss was your guy. He was the first one to ever create the brand, which now everybody has. You know, like even we have a brand. Exactly. But this was his major thing. Now, did he the, endorse products as well? Yeah, he was supported by Christ by Castrol Oil. Mm-hmm was supported by Castro Oil, and uh, one um, guy who was manufacturing Jaguar-based race cars called Nobly, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was supported by that too. So he's making, you know, he's making a living, and he's he's working away. But the interesting story way here was it was the corner workers that actually saved his life. He actually died in the car. Uh, most of the guys at that time were chewing gum 
as they were racing. And when he crashed, the gum got stuck in his esophagus and he was starting to turn blue. And one of the corner workers by the name of Annie Strudwick, she actually recognized that there was an issue and she stuck her hand down his throat and pulled the gum out. And then he started to turn pink again. So she saved his life and he lived till he was 90. But he was the brand for racing. And you're right. Who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? That's interesting, so, though. Uh, I mean, normally they, they judge a team or, or, you know, any sports person by the amount of titles or, or again, yeah. races that they've won. But you say he's never won an actual world championship. No, never. Raced for Ferrari, raced for uh, all these different brands, Lola, et cetera. But, uh, and won races. If you see his credentials, if you go on Wikipedia, it's pages long of all the winnings he's had. Mm-hmm. But in that, in that era, they didn't make a lot of money. It was, a lot of it was prestige. And they get paltry uh, you know, winnings and trophies. There was no way for them to make serious money like they do now. And the reality was he had to go somewhere else to, to create uh, you know, the, the income. I tell you a funny story. He was at Shannonville, which is now, I don't know what it's called now. It's still Shannonville. And he was the guest driver and they showed him going around the racetrack. And we know what a shift point is. It's like what you pick a tree and every time you get to that tree, you throw the shift. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hit the tree, throw the shift. So my friend Ross Eady and I were sitting along the fence watching him going around and he was using us as a shift point. And uh, Ross says, Let's move down 10 feet. So we move <laughs> down 10 feet, and he goes a little further into the into the rev range and throws the shift point exactly where we are because mm-hmm. he was using us as, as a marker. So then we went another 10 feet, and <laughs> he almost went off the end of the track because <laughs> he went too fast. So on the third time around, he gave us the – the salute from England, which is thinking it's two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the, not the single finger salute, was it? No, no not the single finger. And um, at the time later, when I was I was at another radio station, I got to interview him for almost over an hour, uh, talking about his career and, and and things that he had done. And the last question I asked him was, "Okay, you're you're one of the greatest racing drivers in the world." And and you've got all the money that you need. What does Sterling Moss actually drive as a car? Mm-hmm. All right. What's your car? And he goes kind of sheepish and he says, a Vespa motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be kidding. He says, no, London traffic is so bad. And he lives in Mayfair or someplace. Mm-hmm. He says, traffic is so bad. If you don't have a motorcycle, you just can't get around the city. So there you go. No, yeah, actually, I, I know someone close to me who's for the same reason. I'm going, you know, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. He says, but, but yeah, I get downtown in half the time and it costs nothing yeah. to park. So there's some advantages. Yeah. Now, did, um, did he help in, in, in you know, uh, improving the cars as far as safety off- items? Um, no, as a matter of fact, he didn't. It was, um, uh, oh, what was his name now? The Scotsman. I forgot his name. Jackie Stewart. Jackie Stewart. Jackie Stewart had a big off, and um, they couldn't get the steering wheel off because it was so bent mm-hmm. that he was actually stuck in the car with the gasoline leaking, and he realized this was crazy. It was too dangerous because the race cars at that time, you sat in the middle with a gas tank on either side. So he never raced without a wrench to take off the steering wheel after that, and he started to uh, a campaign, which was not popular 
to create more safety in the racetracks and more safety in the race cars. And that campaign went on for years and then finally took hold. And today you see hardly any touch wood. You see very few deaths in racing. But at the time when they were running in the in the 70s, there'd be one or two deaths a season and they would still get into the cars. So yeah. as a matter uh, of fact, come a long, long uh, you know, I watch NASCAR and a little bit of Formula One still. And, you yeah. know, the, 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 the steering wheels are totally removable, eh? Yeah, that's a change that they did, yeah. In fact, so it t- lots of- <laughs> when the guys crash, they usually take off the steering wheel and they whip it. And you can know they're, they're so yeah. ticked <laughs> off, eh? <laughs> well, in F1, that wheel's probably worth 100 grand. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to Dan McTigg, talking about ticked off. I'm sure a lot of you and me and Dave are ticked off at gas prices. We're going to be with Dan, and hopefully he can give us a way to bring down those numbers. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. We've got Dave Redinger, the big guy on the other line, and uh, we've got Dan McTigg on the line with us. He's our guest buddy. How are you, Dan? Hey, good to be here today, Alan. I hope you got some good news. Uh, no, I'm really the voice of doom. <laughs> never good news uh, with me. So when you have me on, you know it's never a good thing. <laughs> but if uh, you go to the gas, uh, wisdom.ca gas site, you'll see the two, three, four-day prediction ahead in terms of where gas prices are going across the country. And I also do the uh, premium and diesel in there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, crude oil's gone up this week, and I guess a lot of people in the oil business maybe made some money. It, I know they were, it was trading it for about 50 bucks for quite a while, and it's gone all up way up to 80 Now, is that the main reason our gas prices have gone up? It's part of the reason. Uh, weaker Canadian dollar is the other one. We're not selling enough oil to the rest of the world, including the United States especially, and uh, even though they need more, we can't get them more because we've... Uh, We've got uh, a policy in this country. Uh, people seem to like to block pipelines. <laughs> and so as a result, they can't get enough oil. They have to rely on Russia. Anyways, it gets pretty complicated. And, uh, you know, last time we saw oil in the $80 range, which is what it is right now uh, for West Texas and immediate, uh, the Canadian dollar uh, traded uh, a little bit more closer to par. And everyone thinks, well, whole big deal. Hey, great, we get to sell more. Actually, it you know devalues pretty much all your purchasing power for everything, not just gasoline. But in the case of gasoline, it's costing an extra 13 cents a liter, so nothing to sneeze at. And, of course, uh, it doesn't help you have HST on top of that at 13% here in the province. And, uh, hey, that little carbon tax, it grows higher and higher and higher. But you guys are going to be talking to me a lot on the 29th of November 2022 because that's when the 16 cent a liter clean fuel standard, what I call the second carbon tax, gets imposed. Hooray! <laughs> Dave? Yeah, I was wondering, is there a limit to this? I mean, they were talking about oil charging $100 a barrel by the end of the year, and you were saying what we were talking about earlier, it could be $200 a barrel by next year. Yeah, I'm with the 100 to 120 gang. Uh, I'm not with the 200 gang, but either way, the damage is done, uh, Dave, because the... uh, the fact is, if we can get to a buck forty-five for a liter of gasoline here in the GTA um, and right across the province, uh, you know, with with eighty-dollar barrel oil, I mean, yeah, we could be a buck sixty, buck sixty-five. Where we're going though, short term, is between now and Remembrance Day, we're going to probably hit a dollar fifty for a liter of gasoline. And uh, wow. I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect everyone because we know the propane prices are going up. We know natural gas is going up. It's all haywire right now because, of course, uh, 
you know, you got demand surging and you have uh, fewer and fewer suppliers. They, producers can't get money right now because they've been blocked. You've got folks walking around saying, don't invest in oil and gas. Well, you know, these chickens are coming home to roost. Now, there's the other issue is it's not just at the pump. Uh, everything that that the consumers buy is inflated by the cost of the fuel because of the cost of the product. So you're paying for it twice. Big time. Everyone has to reflect the higher cost of living. And, you know, energy affordability is really at the center of uh, of why uh, prices are going up. I mean, you can't talk about, you know, higher food prices without recognizing that for the farmer and the processor, and the distributor, um, they all have to increase their prices to meet uh, uh, to meet the higher energy costs. And so, uh, anyone who thinks this is just sort of a random thing, yeah, there's other factors. But the, the big, you know, the elephant in the room here is higher oil and uh, gasoline and diesel prices. Diesel, especially, uh, Dave and Alan, it's it's critical that people understand that uh, part of the main reason why gasoline is going up is because diesel is uh, is flying through the roof. Diesel is also at this time of year called a middle distillate. I'm not going to get into a detail, but it does serve as heating fuel. And in parts of the world like Europe, my God, look what's happening over there. Uh, you know, you're looking at uh, uh, natural gas heating prices that have gone up 13, 15 fold worse in Asia. I mean, they're wow. breaking through all time record prices for fuel. Dan, I just wondered quickly, you know, with the, the obviously there was there was no air travel for a long time, and now they're getting back on. Yeah. Um, does the the airline industry affect our gas prices at all? Well, of course. I mean, refineries make diesel, aviation fuel. They they process uh, propane, natural gas, liquids, uh, and and aviation fuel is part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's part of that so-called middle distillate, and as aviation takes off. Uh, so does demand. And because the supply is so badly constricted, um, look for that to add further pressure, which you know really underlines why I think we're going to 100 bucks a barrel one way or another. And it's likely to happen uh, be- well before uh, we get to next, uh, next, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but next uh, spring uh, 2022. So should we all get electric cars? Is that the solution? Well, that'll just add more. Yeah, I know that sounds great, except that Electric cars are built with fossil fuels, and so I don't know what the answer is. Uh, that, that may give people sort of some solace, but I, I don't think it's going to change the demand uh, picture, and it's certainly not going to address the supply problem we have. Uh, we need to get more oil, oil out of the ground. We get like get more natural gas out of the ground, and Canadians have got to get back behind the idea of building more pipelines in this country, or we're going to be in a real pickle. And what's your website, Dan? Yeah, uh, so it's gaswisdom.ca. I always go there, and uh, I'll give you the two, three, four-day prediction. So, and thanks for the plug. All right, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, have a, yes, thank thank you, have a great long weekend. Good one. We're back uh, after the break. We'll be talking to the boys from Haggerty. we got Mike Wilson and Alex Alfred to talk about classic cars, uh, where to keep them, how to take care of them, and how to insure them mostly, and uh, and save money at the same time, which is seems to be the topic today. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and I've got Dave Redinger with us. And, you know, there's a great place to hang if you've got a fancy car and you want yeah. to pick up some good insurance. And this place, is, I think, is in Burlington. Now, I can't say specifically where because they got gazillions of dollars of vehicles there. We've got Alex Alford on the phone and Mike Wilson, both of Haggerty. How are you, gentlemen? Doing good. well. Thanks, How are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the social event uh, place. Uh, so we call it Garage and Social, and this is one of several uh, locations that Hagerty has across North America. So as you said, this one is in Burlington, and it's really there to be a to provide a an entertainment facility for hobbyists. 
So you can uh, you can join us at Cars and Coffees that we have uh, throughout the year. You can join us uh, for other types of events, or you are actually free to contact Andrew Count, uh, the director of this of Garage and Social and uh, become a member of Garage and Social, and that'll open up the uh, additional facilities for your use and enjoyment, including storage of classic or enthusiast vehicles. I was going to ask, of course, it's a great place to park your car. Absolutely, a great place, a safe place. As you said, it's a li- it is it is pretty secure, and uh, we have a couple of great cars there. We have, um, you know, Andrew is displaying his own uh, Porsche, uh, Porsche 911 Carrera at this location, so it's pretty wonderful. Dave, where's your car? Uh, right now we're driving it, but, uh, <laughs> no, your Ferrari going to be an issue. You got to put your it's, nice it's, one down there and then you can, you know, you get a lazy boy chair and you can hang out. Yeah, Would you believe dinner, that car drink? started after two years on its own? <laughs> it wants to be out there. It's it the just... prancing horses under the hood that, that are doing it, you know, <laughs> you know, so Alex, 34,000 square feet of storage facility. Capacity for 215 cars. I mean, we're not talking a small location. This is a monster. It is. It is a large location, and that's that's part of the the plan for for Garage and Social. It, it, we want it to be available. We want it to have as many people as possible. Of course, you know, space is always going to be limited, and that's why I encourage people to contact Andrew Count at Garage and Social because uh, as as it becomes more more relevant, we're going to see more and more people starting to join, and the spaces are going to dwindle. Uh, we all know that storing your classic car is a, a problem for those of us who have multiple units, right? Now, what about insurance, so, though? Um, I mean, is, is if, if I have my my million dollar Ferrari at your facility, are are you covering it, or is this basically uh, it's covered by all by our Haggerty policy? Well, I think I think in both in in cases you're covered in both ways. Now, um, when we take a vehicle into storage and we take it into our care, custody, and control, then we are responsible for that vehicle. And the Hegarty agreed value is something that follows us everywhere we go. And so, if you do store your car there, you can rest assured that you are getting the agreed value, and Hegarty is going to be covering that vehicle for you, whether it's on your personal policy or whether it's through our commercial policy. Yeah, Dave. Can we talk about your commercial policy? Now, we're offering coverage for dealers, repairs, museums, and storage facilities. That's something new. Yeah, that's right, Dave. It, it, it's, it's fairly new. We are slowly but surely building up our book and building up a network of these classic car operators, people that are are, are specifically working on classic and enthusiast vehicles. So, as you said, we have dealerships, museum storage facilities, uh, and repair shops. And in order to qualify for Hagerty, for all of those operators out there that are listening, you need to be working on a majority of classic cars. Or if you were a dealership, you need your dealer dealership to have 8 out of 10, or at least 8 out of 10 vehicles uh, that would con- be considered classic or uh, enthusiast to fit on our program. Along with that, we want all cars to be stored indoors overnight, and uh, we want your place to be alarmed. And that's all it takes to qualify for a quote with Haggerty Commercial Insurance. And uh, the yeah. most important, yeah, the most important thing that we have, Dave, is that um, it is again the agreed value. So if you are taking your car to a shop that is insured by Haggerty, you can rest assured that you are getting that agreed value, even though that car is parked somewhere else, being worked on somewhere else. All right, Alex, let's bring in Mike. You know, there's been a bunch of changes that are happening to the policies uh, in terms of which cars qualify and what doesn't. Mike, how are you today? Um, well, thank you for uh, having me on, folks. It's uh, been a little while. We've been hitting the road 
uh, pretty hard and fast uh, the last month and a half. Seeing things have opened up, we've had a lot of exciting changes uh, that took effect to the Hagerty policy on August first. Uh, here, a couple of those uh, enhancements to our vehicle appetite actually uh, uh, run through. Just knock a couple off. Mm-hmm. Cobra replicas, the Shelby Cobra replicas, were always an issue here in Ontario. Um, well, as of uh, August 1st here, we are now looking at those. Those are eligible for the plan. So a little bit more underwriting mm-hmm. due to the horsepower, the short wheelbase, the light vehicle, you know, things like that. They're pretty desirable as a theft target still. So a um, little bit more underwriting for those. But um, we're also doing pro street vehicles, which would include your nostalgic dragsters, collectible race cars. We've actually lowered or, or dropped, I guess you could say, the uh, the limitation on collectible trucks. Uh, we're not opening the door to all pickup trucks, SUVs, things like that, but they, the, the, the collectible ones, we are not putting an age cap on those now, um, along with all-year collectible modified vehicles, which is huge for the gentlemen or the folks out there that maybe have your later model, newer Corvette, Camaro, Challenger, where they've done a little bit of a you know, motor work to it or suspension work to it. Uh, Maybe their current insurance companies may not know about those changes. So that's where we come in on those types of specialty vehicles. Obviously, we're looking at a few more things, but uh, um, we've certainly brought in that appetite as well. Um, And a big one that I've been really out there pushing is uh, for the youth is... uh, uh, the changes to our program, as everybody knows, it was always a 10-year restriction on driving in order to qualify for these Hagerty policies. Well, mm-hmm. we've actually lowered that, so we are including the youth, which took a little little time to, to get this involved. I know we were doing it in the United States for a while, but uh, um, we are now able to uh, put a named insured, so if a, a younger uh, guy, daughter, um, has a a car but they're you know 21 to 25 years of age they have a a clean driving record have another regular daily use vehicle we'll now look at putting them under the policy under their name or if say there's a a younger kid in the house uh, maybe want to add them as an occasional operator or you want to add your grandson or granddaughter onto the policy as an occasional operator if they're 18 years old and fully g licensed with a clean driving record we can now uh, look at putting them onto the policy as well, which is huge. Um, a lot of people have been asking for that in the hobby. A question, you know, a lot of people do like to go to uh, the the, the uh, programs that uh, the car clubs run. Uh, is there any limitation to how many miles or kilometers I can put on my car? Correct, yeah. So we've always had a limitation of in around 8,000 kilometers, depending on the vehicle. That's per year, um, I guess, eh? Per year, correct. So we've actually increased that to... Uh, 12,000 kilometers per year. So, wow. um, yeah, huge increase. So it puts you in around, I think, the 7,500 miles there, if my, my conversion's correct there. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of driving that people can do uh, within that, you know, short Ontario driving season that we have. So, yeah, I mean, sure that helps because there's, you know, there's there's car clubs and, and meetings that happen right around the province. I mean, so. Exactly. And there's guys that want to, especially with COVID, you know, you're not necessarily going to a, a parking lot or a, a field to, you know, pop up a lawn chair behind your car and sit for eight hours. They're going on road trips. They're doing poker runs. They're doing rallies. 
Um, it's more of a hands-on wheel uh, experience is what we've been noticing over the last, you know, year and a half because of COVID. So, Well, that was always people, you know, talking about, you know, in- investing. You know, people invest in the stock market. Well, you know, you buy something and it sits in the bank or it sits in a drawer, but... Uh, you yeah, know, what, when, when you invest in a car, now, right? Right, and but but when you invest in a car, you get to drive it and have fun. You have fun, and for the most part, you're not losing a dollar. You're either going to make money, or you'll you'll get everything that you've you've put into it back. Right, for the most part, as long as you don't crack it up. Hey, that's it, right? And that's where we come in with our fully agreed valued policies. So and we've got them covered, even God forbid something happens. And what's the uh, what's the website there? Yep, you got it. Haggerty.ca forward slash DCG. Dave's Corner Garage. Dave, go ahead. I was going to say that their policy is actually almost 40% cheaper than the regular policy. Wow. So it, it makes a big difference. I Quick question, Mike. If I have a claim on my Haggerty policy, does that affect my my daily driver? Well, it it. it, 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 it does follow any kind of incident on any kind of driving uh, uh, policy or, or vehicle, I guess I should say, will follow the driver. Um, however, it depends mm. on what the situation is, right? So if, it, if it's an at fault, like you cause an accident, you're the only vehicle involved, or if you run a red light, you hit someone, um, yes, whether it's in your collector car or your daily driver, that does follow you as the driver, um, and same with a comprehensive claim, uh, like something falls on the vehicle, uh, there's a windshield, fires, thefts, those t- types of losses do follow the driver. However, whether they're rateable or unrateable, that's another question. All right, gents, I want to thank you both for joining us today. Mike Wilson and Alex Alfred from Haggerty. It's, again, it's www.haggerty.ca forward slash DCG or Dave's Corner Garage if you want to find out more information about getting a classic car and how to get it insured and, and of course, how to save money, which uh, really got a rise out of Dave, eh? Well, I was going to say, don't forget October 31st, Cars and Coffee at the, uh, the Recreational Center. What's the address? Yep, at our Garage and Social, and uh, I believe the address is 1220 Corporate Drive in Burlington there. In Burlington. It's not far. It's actually quick. Been there. Done that. Enjoyed that. <laughs> they had Schumacher's helmet. And the guy said to me it was $30,000 for Schumacher's helmet, and it's sitting there on a pedestal. You can sit up and look at it, take pictures. and It's an amazing Incredible. place. If, you, you, if you're not into racing and you're into cars, you walk out of there, it's, you're, you're exhausted from what you see. Oh, it is. Really? Yeah. But Dave, if you get a swelled head from all the compliments, does your helmet still fit? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. Speaking of swelled heads, we got a swell guy coming up after the break. We got Sir, Sir, it says here, Norris McDonald. I wonder if he knew Sterling Moss very well. We'll find out right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and it's the holiday weekend, and uh, Thanksgiving time of year is when all the leaves start to fall off the trees, but they, they turn golden. They're beautiful, and there's lots of great places where you can take that, uh, take your friend, take your car, and go for a drive. Norris McDonald's on the phone with us today. Norris, how are you? I'm great, Alan. Uh, thank, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and to Dave and Steve <laughs> and everybody else you got down there. Thank you. Dave? Yeah, we were talking this morning, and he was telling Norris was telling me he got lost, which I find hard to believe. But anyways, tell us the story, Norris. Well, actually, 
Actually, it's kind of neat. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, this week to spend three days at Shadow uh, uh, Montebello, which is in the Ottawa Valley on the Quebec side of the river, uh, testing a, a 20, 1922, or 1920, <laughs> 2022 <laughs> Nissan uh, Frontier, a new truck they got coming out, and uh, it's great. And, and the fall foliage was just incredible. And, and, you know, where the leaves get to that point where they're not just yellow, but there's kind of that fiery orange to them. And, and absolutely astounding. And so when I was, I was leaving to come home, uh, you know, why, why follow the GPS, right? We, we're guys. We know where we're going. And, uh, I found myself at a certain point heading for Montreal rather than Toronto. And, uh, I had to turn around and kind of go cross country down to Cornwall, and I had never been into this part of the province before, and it's beautiful. It's hills and dales and, and farms, and uh, I thought to myself, I'm going to be on Dave's Corner Garage on the weekend. I should talk about fall drives, and uh, I'll tell you, if you got the time this weekend, uh, next weekend, believe it or not, might be a little bit too late. I think they're hitting their peak just about now. Uh, but uh, if you've got the opportunity to get out and about uh, the far end of eastern Ontario, being uh, uh, Ottawa and heading down to Cornwall and Montreal, is well worth the drive. Now, were you driving a hot car? I was driving my Ford F-150, uh, ruby red, so my car fit, my truck fit right in with the foliage. Anyway, one you'd be interested in this, Alan. I got home. And, of course, because I was working, I had my cell phone turned off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another reason why I got lost. And, yeah. um, and a friend of mine, Paul Matter, who's a marvelous photographer, uh, sent me a picture of uh, a big one in uh, up on the Lake of, Day, uh, Lake of Bays. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was 16 years old, I had my first away-from-home summer job at Big One Inn. It's now a condominium development and uh, known more for its golf club, but in those days it was uh, it was a, a full family resort. But the fact of the matter is that the color in the picture that Paul sent was absolutely gorgeous. So if you don't have time to head out to eastern Ontario to look at the leaves, uh, just go up Highway 400 and then on to 11 and take a right for the road that's going to take you to Dorset. And uh, from what he sent me, the picture, it uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Now, that was the weekend you were test driving the, the 29 Model T pickup truck, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 1911 model. <laughs> Actually, I think at that time they came by train to, to the Big Win and, and all those those resorts. Well, and they'd spend the month. Time, uh, you know, Big One was a big deal. And yeah. uh, when I had my, as I say, first away from home summer job, it really was on its last, I won't say its last legs, because it certainly was still very spiffy. But, you know, those family resorts were starting to run out of steam. And, uh, and Big One was a big place. Out on an island, of course, so you had to take a ferry to get over there. And... Uh, I uh, I fell in love a couple of times that summer, fellas, and 
You know, we went once on a trip like that last oh, many, many years ago uh, in a crossfire. And we uh-huh. went to southern states. And there was a – in New York State, it's Cushers, which was the same idea. All the food you could eat, family resort, large swimming pool, right. uh, all kinds of activities, including ice skating. And what killed it was the cruise lines and the airlines. The cruise lines figured out all the everything you can eat, yeah. and so they started dragging these people out of Cushers and the Neville and all this stuff in the in in the Catskills. And uh, the plane rides were cheap, yeah. so they they basically killed this industry. And we were at Cushers just before they closed, and I said to my wife, "It's our only chance to uh, to experience this because it's never going to happen again." It's not going to happen again. But it's interesting yeah. that you should mention that part of the world. Because uh, I got in my notes here, if I get an opportunity to, to mention it, it really is too bad that we can't get across the border these days, which is another subject uh, which we're not going to waste time talking about. Uh, yeah, but, but I'll tell you, northern New York, uh, around Lake Placid and uh, Tupper Lake. And Watkins and Glen, of course, Norris. Watkins Glen. I beg your pardon? Watkins Glen. Yep, absolutely. And the thing is that that, that drive down... Uh, Interstate 81 from the Canadian border to Syracuse is just worth the drive at this time of year. The color is and just spectacular. And uh, hopefully one of these days they'll open the border and uh, we can take that drive. You know, uh, you were talking about Watkins Glen. They give you a brochure and you can actually do the racetrack. I mean, not at speeds, but you actually can do the racetrack and follow it as it goes through the back ends, across the railway tracks and back into town. Well, um, I did that several times. Well, I'll tell good. you, another place, you know, now we're sounding like the I, New York, I Love New York uh, <laughs> uh, campaign here. But if you get to Lake Placid, where they've had two Olympic Games over the years, yeah. One back in the 20s, I think, and then the one recently in 1980. Um, you can actually have a ride down the bobsled run. Uh, they'll take you out, and and I mean you're not driving. They got a they got a guy driving, and they've got a a brake man there, so you don't really get going that fast. But you can actually go down the Olympic bobsled run, and uh, that's a bit of a thrill, I'll tell you. And you can go uh, right up to the top of the ski jump. And the view from up there, can you imagine what the view from up there would be like at this time of year? Phenomenal. You would have thought you died and went to heaven. Well, speaking of track, we're all out of it, so we got to take we got a boogie right now. If people want to see your review of that new uh, Nissan, where can they find it? It's going to be on wheels.ca on Tuesday. All right, there you go, wheels.ca. Thank you very much, Norris, for joining us as usual. Okay, gentlemen, and again, happy Thanksgiving. Drive safe. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got to take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back with Dave and Al discussing the news and topics. We'll be right back. You know, we had Dan McTague on. We were talking about trying to save gas. And, of course, people can go and get a hybrid, which will save them gas. But, Dave, I've got a question for you. Mm. What? A turducken. Is that a hybrid bird? A what? <laughs> a turducken. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> okay, it's a combination of a turkey and a duck and a hen, I think. Um, there's a com- you can eat that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a way. Yeah, I think if you Google it, they'll, 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 there's a recipe for how to cook it. <laughs> Okay, we had a little bit of business to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have last month a contest from Crown. We gave away a, cre- a Crown application. We gave away floor mats, 
and a bunch of chemicals, and I think it was worth like $250 to prizes. I didn't mention who were the winners. They probably know by now, but let's just mention it. Dolores, if I, if I damage your last name, I do apologize. Uh, Dolores Stefani, Lenore Hogan, James Roberts, Erica Kozbeck, and Raymond Augustin. So those are the five winners of the crown contest. We thank you. We have a current contest with triangle tires where you get a set of triangle tires for your light car or truck, 100 bucks worth of gas, and you get to meet Alan when he puts it all together for you. So uh, make sure you go to davescornergarage.com. Exactly. Um, it, right? I mean, the bottom line is free tires. There you go. And we want to thank our guests, of course, Dan McTague from Canadians for Affordable Energy, Mike and Wilson and Alex Alfred, from both from Haggerty. If you've got a classic car and you're looking to save some money, they've got some great policies there. And of course, our very entertaining Norris McDonald. Dave? Fascinating stuff. By the way, they recalled 460,000 Volvos. So if you've got a Volvo S80, uh, between t- uh, 2001 and 2006, or an S60 between 2001 and 2009, contact Volvo immediately. It's the driver's airbag that explodes, like we're starting with the Takata thing all over again. Uh, but make sure you get in there because you could get hurt uh, badly because of the metal shards that come off of it. And that's it. That's it. It's a wrap. Uh, I- I'm thinking uh, when the- next time they do a recall, just I'm going to bring the whole car and you can keep it and give me my money back. How's that? This is Dave's Corner Garage. Drive safe, everyone. Enjoy your long weekend. Don't eat too much turkey. Dave? Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Just a minute with Dave Renninger from Dave's Corner Garage. Today we're talking with Darren Bosses from Dynamic Tire. Darren, you've introduced Triangle Tires. Tell us some of the tires our listeners would be able to use. Yes, uh, the Avantex TC101 is our all-season tire for sedans, coupes, and vans. It is available in 30 sizes and from 15-inch to 17-inch. Another tire that they may be interested in is an SUV tire. It's called the Avantex SUV TR259, and it's designed for SUVs and performance demands of today's modern SUV market. It's available in 30 sizes, ranging from 16-inch to 19-inch. And last but not least, we've got the TR643, which is a specialty trailer tire for your campers and tow-behind trailers. How do we get more information? Please go to triangletire.ca. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.